Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me Midnight Run. Midnight Run, man. This, it- was, uh, this was my first outing into Robert De Niro movies that didn't involve him killing anybody <laughs> or, you know, talking gangster shit or anything like that. This is... I did not know this man could do comedy before I watched this movie, and uh, it holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. That's why I think I gave it to you, because... It's my favorite De Niro movie that's not Goodfellas or Casino. Right. Or yeah, he. that makes sense. And it's one of those movies that I'm surprised I haven't seen. Like, Yeah, I, no, I really wouldn't. When I, when I told you about it and you were like, what's that? I was like, I was like, really? You ain't seen that? Because my dad was the one that showed me this movie. And your dad, he comes about, they're about the same age. I mm-hmm. figured that your dad would have had you watching this for sure. He probably put it on and I just didn't pay attention to it. It's probably one of those that just got watched once. It's a very dated movie. Like, oh, 1988. Yeah, like a lot of the shit in this movie. Damn, this movie came out the year I was born. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, Yeah, because a lot of the shit now, like they don't even do it anymore. Like, yeah. Um, but also, not only Robert De Niro, but it's also uh, Charles Gordon. Yeah, or, that's the. I was going to kill me. I didn't know his name. Grodden. G R O D I N. Yeah, uh, Charles Grodden. Grodden. Grodden or Gruden. So I said I had some news. Like, I was looking up things about this movie as I was watching because I literally just finished it. Passed away today. Recently? Yeah. Like, to- today. Today. <laughs> like, is- as I was watching the, mo- the movie, like, hour ago, Charles Grodden Grodin. dies. 86. That is crazy. Right. Uh, so RIP. RIP, dude. What are the chances? <laughs> I know, right? That's I'm what afraid I was... to pick a movie now. Like, <laughs> damn. That's dude. your superpower. Dude, Beethoven's never going to be the same. Right. Like, um, I'm glad I liked this one because I didn't want to speak ill of the dead. But well, I mean, uh, yeah, but I get it. Um, But yeah, so this comes out. I was sitting there thinking it. I'm like, this movie feels like the... I know it's not a buddy cop feeling movie, but it has that like buddy cop feel to it. Yeah. And the director that did this actually did Beverly Hills Cop. So... Hmm. Which, can I speak on the director for a second? That's a big time guy, isn't it? uh, Martin Brest. Yeah, he's done a a bunch of shit. He has a weird filmography. Didn't he do Geely? Uh, Yeah, that's what I was going to... that's what I was going to get to. I remember to. we talked about this guy before. I was like, I know this dude because, yeah. Right. And I was looking up his filmography. I'm like, it's such an odd filmography. Like, uh, Hot Dogs for Gajin. I don't know. Never Hot Tomorrow's Golden, Going Into Style. But then he's it really kicks off for me that I know these movies is Beverly Hills Cop. For sure. Then Midnight Run. Scent of a Woman. Meet uh, Joe Black. Damn, so you got Academy Award too. Yeah. And then Geely. <laughs> No wonder this poor guy doesn't do fucking movies. Anymore. Well, Geely's not his fault. They went in and like reshot it and like took all the creative control out of I don't it. Think, I think everybody that had anything to do with that movie needs to take the L yeah. for that one. <laughs> True. All I did was change out coffee filter. Doesn't matter, bro. Your name is on the fucking sheet. All right. Part of this movie. You take that. <laughs> you're part. You're part of this ass whooping. Um. So yeah, Midnight Run. Just finished it. So I, d- I haven't had time to really process it. So maybe we can process it together. But as I was thinking, I'm trying to keep in mind when these movies come out because this formula has done been done to death. Right. But this has come out so long ago that it's like the pioneer. Of- I would say it's one of the originals of like not like you said, not a buddy cop, <laughs> but the, 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 the two 
the opposites, you know, yeah. the odd couples. It's the odd one couple of those, adventure movie. Yeah, exactly. This is like one of the first ones that stick out to me. Yeah, same. Like, I was um, like, this is one of the original pioneers of this. So this movie has like everything crammed into it mm-hmm. that you would want to see in those adventure films. So first but. of all, I don't think that it gets brought up enough of how great a chemistry that De Niro and Groden had together. They, I would, I could watch three of these, honestly. Oh, definitely, like, yeah. Like, I thought this was definitely one of those movies that, like, why did we never get a sequel to this? Right, and I, I was sitting there thinking, like, you have Beverly Hills Cop, and then you'll have Lethal Weapon, and this could sit right in between them. Mm-hmm. Like, why doesn't I feel like this one doesn't get talked about because I don't hear about it? Like, I, I don't know. It, it is kind of like a. I mean, I think it's got more of a cult following over the years, but yeah, I didn't, I'm even De Niro, big time De Niro fans. I don't really hear bringing it up. Too no, much, definitely. Cause I usually stick with this, like Martin Scorsese and like gangster movies and stuff like that. Marvin. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the, yeah, you want to give like the overview pretty much? Uh, yeah. So Robert De Niro is a hitman. He used to be, no, he's a bounty hunter, a bounty hunter. Sorry. Right. Not a hitman. <laughs> way cooler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he's a bounty hunter and he used to work for the, he used to be a cop, used to be a cop in, in, in Chicago. Chicago. But something happened. Um, his wife started dating another cop, mm-hmm. and so he left the force. And he, was a, he was a dirty cop. Yeah. And the reason why he got kicked off the force is because he was like the only honest cop in Chicago. Then <laughs> uh, the drug lord that ran Chicago at the time tried to bring put him on the payroll like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And De Niro was like the one guy that told him to get fucked. All right. So powers that be, it came down the line. He got out. Well, mm-hmm. Like his old dream. Behind the bounty hunting is he wants to open a cafe. It's like his thing. He wants to open a little cafe and he talks about it the whole movie. And they're always in cafes. Right. Like, whenever they're together. He's like, yeah, just a couple tables, you know, no five, six, seven tables. And then like, you know, throughout the movie, he's like, yeah, like nine, ten tables, you know, not a big place. You know? <laughs> and uh, Charles Groban is the mob boss's accountant. Yeah. They but he doesn't him, know it. They call him the Duke. Mm-hmm. And he... uh He's really good at his job. Like he, he he does a great job of hiding money, like illegal money. But the problem is, is he was so good at it that uh, he just started keeping some for himself. <laughs> and uh, you find out later on in the movie that he does it because he was tired of working for scumbags and he wanted to find a way to fuck them. So he started stealing from him. Right. Thinking he would never, he was so smart he wouldn't get caught. Well, mm-hmm. gangsters always find out. You know, yeah, exactly. They they find out when they have missing money. Even if you're lighting their pockets little by little, Ozark is a fine example. They will always find out. Right. And then you're going to pay hell when you find out. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's the he is he's going to testify and his testimony alone will put him and like everybody in this guy's organization in prison mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives. So obviously they want to kill him. Yeah. And uh, that's where the movie takes place is because um, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now, but he was on Sopranos. He played Ralphie in Sopranos. Mm -hmm. He is the bail bondsman that gets the the bail. I'm so glad you said that because I was trying to place him. I'm like, who is this guy? I know I've seen him before. Ralphie. Fucking Ralphie. Yeah, it's Ralphie. And uh, he hires uh, De Niro because he's like, hey, man, I know you, you know, I know you need money and. And this and that, and uh, it also has something to do with that guy that got you fired. I figured you, you know, it's personal. You'd want to take this, you know. <laughs> well, De Niro doesn't really want to do it, but he needs the money because he's tired of doing this shit. And he wants yeah, to it's out. his out. Yeah. So, and then he sees the what he's gonna get for it. So he takes the job. Well, the only problem is, is everybody takes the job. <laughs> the mobsters are trying to track him down so they can whack him. 
the FBI is trying to get him into custody so he can testify. And then there's another bounty hunter named Marvin Mm -hmm. that got hired by the same guy to go get him. And a lot of the great shit in the movie is really just De Niro and Marvin stealing this guy back and forth, (laughs) you know, for a good 30 minutes. Like, I have to say, for 1988, this movie still made me laugh. Like, it's still funny. It's got some good shit in it. Like, um... As much as I love De Niro in this movie, uh, Charles Gruden is the one that, that, that to me, is what makes it great. Because oh, definitely. I his, was going to say, this his, is... His dry humor and the way he, he... like Him and De Niro, like I said, they, they don't get enough credit. They played very well off of each other in this mm-hmm. movie. But the whole movie is pretty much of him trying to get this guy to, to the FBI to testify. And he is doesn't believe that the FBI can protect him. He doesn't believe that De Niro can protect him. So he's just trying to get the fuck away. Right. So at first they try to take a plane, simple <laughs> two hour flight. Boom, boom. We're in. Yeah, now. He's like, I can't fly. I'm agoraphobic. I'm a, I'm a da-da. I'm, I'm going to have a panic attack. And De Niro's like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. We're getting on the plane. <laughs> he's like, you're going to have a fistophobia when I'm done with you. So <laughs> they get on the plane and this dude throws an Academy Award winning fucking speech. <laughs> and of course they get thrown off the fucking plane. They're on a no-fly list. And I love I love when he calls the uh, the bail or the bondsman. He's like, why aren't you on a plane? He doesn't like to fly. What the fuck do you mean he doesn't know to fly or doesn't like to fly? Who gives a shit? He's yeah. like, we're taking a bus, fucking bus. And I forget the guy's name. He was in a bunch of stuff back in the day. But the guy that plays the FBI agent is fucking hilarious, man. The, the, the black dude that mm-hmm. keeps stealing Marvin's cigarettes. So that is right. fucking great. He does this shit. It's like a bit through the movie. He does it like three times because Marvin has the shitty luck. He keeps getting arrested. De Niro will act like they're going to partner up and then he fucks him over because Marvin tries to fuck him over. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a funny. Like I said, well, that's the thing about this is it's it's really good about ongoing jokes. Like it has oh, yeah. it sets up yeah. jokes in the beginning and then replays them throughout the movie. And, I, and they do it really well. They do it tastefully. They don't overdo it. They do it just enough where it's like, oh, that was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been, I wasn't, I don't think I've ever been more excited reveal for the villain more than this movie until I watched fucking Geely where it was just like, why the fuck is uh, Pacino here? You know, <laughs> like, was it, was it that? Yeah, it was Pacino. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. right, okay, because that was a great part. That was literally the only part that of the That was the only good part Salvageable. about the movie. Right. Even the Christopher Walken shit just made me feel weird. You should bring the mic closer to your face. My bad. You're good. But, uh. Fuck, I forgot what I was saying now. <laughs> Reveal. Oh, yeah, dude. When they fucking show Dennis Farina is the mob boss. Yeah. I was like, I'm, you got me. And he killed it. He's on his A game. In He's this in this movie, movie 10 fucking minutes and he fucking kills it. Yeah. Dude. Like, I, I'm a big Dennis Farina fan. I don't know how some people feel about him or not. But. Um, I'm not a, like, I'm not a hardcore fan, but I always like him when I see him. I'm like, oh, there's that guy. I like him. Like, if I was ever going to have like a movie made about my life, like I want him to play my dad. You know what I mean? Like right, that's right. like in my mind, that's that's the asshole dad. That that's my TV asshole dad. <laughs> and uh, one of his ongoing jokes that I fucking love is like he's talking to somebody, and then he always ends it by how he's gonna kill you. Yeah, I'm gonna put a heart in, or uh, put a pencil in your heart. I'm gonna put this phone. I'm gonna bury this phone in your head. Like it's just r- random things how he's gonna kill you, and it's fucking hilarious, and I love it. It is good. And then his two fucking lackeys that are chasing him through the whole movie—they're yeah. fucking hilarious. They are hilarious, but I I felt like they could have been a little more slapsticky because they're supposed to be dumb and incompetent or whatever. Well, 
I don't recognize either of them. No, so I haven't seen them in anything else. Probably out. like why. You know what I mean? If they'd have got like real actors to get in there. Yeah. Like people probably. that are supposed to be funny. Yeah, because they were trying yeah. to be funny and slightly. I'm like, eh. Because it's 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 a very hard look to pull off to look like a tough guy, but still be genuinely funny. Yeah. Not laughing like like when you see John Cena in a movie, like, oh, we get it, he's fucking huge and he's like being a pussy or right. whatever. But when you can pull the tough like John Barenthal. Mm. Yeah, that's a great example. The guy's the fucking Punisher, right? But I've seen him in shit where he makes me die laughing too. Like, yeah, I that's mean, true. He, he can do whatever. Um, yeah, there's, 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 there's definitely actors that can do that. They can yeah. go wherever they want. to I go. think they were only like the weak part of this movie. Is like, yeah, I didn't really buy their slapstick, but the rest of the movie is fucking fantastic. I love the like small banter between Robert De Niro and mm-hmm. Charles and the Duke. Yeah, yeah, and the Duke. Dude, he had the coolest fucking nickname in the whole movie. He's the biggest pussy in the whole movie. I know, right? Like, I know the uh, little kids like you don't look like a gangster. You're a white collar gangster <laughs> or white collar criminal. I'm not a gangster. I do, I'm an accountant. <laughs> like, it was great. And the whole movie, like he's like uh, De Niro keeps trying to get money because like you know they're trying to keep moving and they're like stealing cars and doing this. And well, uh, uh, the other hit. Uh, Bounty hunter guy shuts his card off. That's what it was. That's what it was. I forgot. <laughs> That's why he couldn't access his card. He's like, oh, my card's not working. So they keep trying to like find ways to get money. And the one of the most ingenious ones is uh, the counterfeit bills. Yeah, I loved that scene. <laughs> the fucking Duke. He's like, he goes in. These are like, all bad. Yeah, they're all bad. These two are good. <laughs> these, these, uh, this is good. He pushes it back to him. <laughs> He just takes an eraser to it. And that's another great thing. Everywhere they go and they have to take somebody's car or they have to do something illegal, he always gives the FBI guy that's after them, he gives them his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Alonzo White or whatever the dude's name Yeah. And he keeps fucking with him through the whole movie. Like, he steals a pair of his glasses and then leaves them on the stairwell of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just fucking with somebody. No, he's like, it's an inside joke. Yeah, that's what it was. That same FBI agent is hilarious because, like I said, Marvin keeps getting his ass beat and handcuffed to shit and left places. And right. That's the whole thing about the movie. He just keeps taking his cigarettes and lighting them. And then at the and like the third time he does, he's like, "Why don't you fucking quit smoking? It'd be cheaper for both of us." <laughs> one of my favorites one is where he's like, "Marvin, look!" and then punches him, oh, and yeah. it works every he time. He does it like five times right. in the movie. You're not getting me with that shit again, and then he gets the shit beat out of him anyways. And it's one of those things that shouldn't be funny, it's great. like the second time, but the third time I fucking died. I was like, "That's fucking funny," because he falls for it every time. Because De Niro sells that shit. If Robert De Niro tells you to turn, you gonna turn, right? Like, Marvin, look. <laughs> fucking lays him out with the right cross. That shit is hilarious. Um, but the best part of the movie, man, and and if you watch the first twenty minutes of it, the, like you said, it does a great job of setting up jokes and then paying them off later. Right? They touch on the no flying thing. You think that's the end of it? Well, they're waiting on a fucking car to get. There is like some dust field, and there's a crop dusting airplane. So he keeps oh, looking yeah. around for the Duke, and he's in the fucking plane trying to take off, and he's like, "I thought you could fucking fly. I'm a pilot." <laughs> It's pretty funny. I was going to say that fucking town that they shot in with all those people, I felt like they tried to find the, like that. Or, that's a real place with real people. It probably is. And it they're just is. like, we're going to set up some cameras and like talk. So yeah, you guys man. just do what you do. Yeah, just it's a normal Tuesday for you Because those Mexicans felt like real like <laughs> down and dirty Mexicans. 
<laughs> like they didn't know what was going on. They just handed him a check. That shit was too funny. There's just so many different uh, little little quips and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, they're like I love. Um, like they don't get along. So when they're in the train, um, <laughs> the Duke just starts having a conversation, like as if they were talking, but it's just him answering himself. I just thought it was funny because it it shows how well they know each other. I don't yeah. know. I I don't know. You might have to fact check me on it, but I don't think they were in anything together before this. Oh, probably. But like not. I said, it's just just one of those movies that like it, I may, may be one of only four people that would have liked to have seen it. But I think that this had the potential. They could have definitely at least got another one. They oh. did another analyze this, and while I like analyze this and that, this is clearly the better movie. It's funnier, you know. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like um, Beverly Hills Cop, Lethal Weapon, they're like outrageous comedies this is dry comedy and i think that's what like didn't play as well because um charles downplayed the comedy instead of like overselling it kind of like eddie murphy does and and i think that's just not how like americans like their comedy so i think that's what made it fall under the radar but it's fucking hilarious because i love dry comedy i don't think it had enough because you know that you said Lethal Weapon and Beverly Hills Cop. Well, those are funny, but they have the action mixed in. Those are action comedies in my mind. Yeah, this doesn't have like a whole lot of action. That's what either. I'm saying. It's got the it's got the funny and it's got some action, but it's not enough that you would call it an action movie. It's, right. To me, it's like a planes, trains, and automobiles. Pretty much, it's like a it's a chase movie. Catch yep. me if you can type shit. Like right. you got the protagonist and the antagonist, and everybody's trying to get to everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got like a family fun kind of smoking aces vibe off this a little yeah, bit yeah. too. I just meant like the chemistry between those two just felt right. like a buddy cop just in plane trains and automobiles. It was a different take on the genre, which I really enjoyed. But like I said, this is like it it was released so long ago that this formula has been done to death. So it was like, oh, I've seen this before, but at the time this hasn't been done. Shit, and I mean that might be also why it aged well. Because, you know, it didn't have a bunch of people saying, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. Or right. Whatever, because, like, as great as the first Beverly Hills Cop is, you kind of forget about it because of the other two. Mm. You know, and some people like the third, some people like the second, some people only like the original, you know? And they all kind of blur together. It's just, I'll watch it for Eddie Murphy to be funny. Oh, yeah, man, I love Eddie Murphy. Right. That's, like, one of my first actors I loved when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, man, because when I was elementary school going into middle school eddie murphy was the fucking man he did the dr doolittles he did fucking metro he did uh <laughs> oh fucking um nutty professor right. uh, you know like he, he had a bunch of movies there oh life i fucking love life with him and martin lawrence mm-hmm. have you ever seen that i think i saw it once i don't remember it though fantastic fucking movie bro oh yeah you gotta watch it again it's great <laughs> It's one of my favorite Because it also has, uh, what, Bernie Mac it's in it? It's got everybody in it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's in the right. movie. Anthony Anderson, Bernie Mac. Uh, fucking list goes for days, dude. <laughs> um, But yeah, this movie, I, I, I feel like it still ages well. Like, I watched it a couple months ago, and I still love it. 
Yeah. I that's why you seen me buy the special edition because it's Robert De Niro. Like yeah. I kinda wanna own like all of his movies out of Well usually eventually. When you, usually when you buy the ones that I'm giving you to watch, I always kinda get like a little nervous. So I'm like, man, I feel bad if he bought that movie and he doesn't end up liking I, it. I this can... one I had no fear. I was like, <laughs> if he doesn't fucking like it, I'll get it. Like, yeah, whatever, exactly. You know? That that's my line of thinking. If I don't like it and I don't want it, I'll give it to Nick. And he can have it. Because <laughs> I know he doesn't have it. Yeah, because uh yeah, but yeah, when I saw you had bought this one, I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome, man. He's yeah. Gonna, he's going he's gonna to like that one. Yeah. I'm glad I bought the special edition. I'm such on a special edition kick. I'm like... Going... I'm sorry. I just can't get over the fact you said this fucking guy died today, dude. I know, right? Same here. I was literally looking up the movie and it's like, Charles uh, well, Grodden uh, dies. Oh, this 86. Guy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he was that old either. Shit, yeah. dude. Oh my God. He... It's a great run. He does not look like the same person. I would have made it to 86. Yeah. I forgot what movie it was. It Maybe it was a couple years ago, but I swear he did like a little cameo in a movie where he pops up for like two minutes. Well, I was going to say outside of Beethoven, what else have you seen him in? Because I don't. He did a lot of shit in the 80s. I That's what I was he thinking. Was a, he was a big time guy in the 80s. I remember seeing him like everywhere, but I can't right. place exactly besides Beethoven. He did mostly. He was like little parts like he'd be the boss or he'd be that pissed off neighbor, you know, something like that. But. Yeah, he in his time. Yeah, he, he was a big guy in the eighties. Um, mm. I just that just just blew my mind, man. Hopefully, we did you justice today, bro. Oh, I know. Like, but in my personal opinion, even though I just said I haven't seen him in a whole lot, this is like one of his best performances. Oh yeah, I love this performance that he gave. This well, like dry Be- late because yeah, I'm used yeah. to Beethoven where he's like overacting, screaming, yeah. doing whatever. But this, he's very like subdued, calm, and just like throwing one liners out there, and it's fucking hilarious. He kind of does like a, he has like a Stevo delivery in this one. Like, yeah, he, yeah, like yeah. he almost mumbles it to you. Right. And you're like you catch it and you're like, oh, you fucking asshole. Like, right. There was one he was uh, he was talking about. He's like, yeah, you know, on that farm we were at, all those chickens. Did you fuck one of those chickens? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's so random. <laughs> then Robert De Niro just follows it up with a, some of those chickens look pretty good. I don't know. They played off each other really well. And I think a lot of this is a lot of um, not improv, but what's the word? Where you like ad lib yeah, your yeah, script? Yeah, I felt like a lot of it was that. It's probably like they had the setup for the scene and then kind of let them wing it. Yeah, certain I, parts I feel like were playing like the big thing where the cops are chasing and the, and the guy and the mobsters are shooting at them. Mm-hmm. I felt like that obviously with that much shit going on. The airport scene at the end, yeah, that was probably scripted pretty good, right? But, but the, the, the little the little shit back and forth between them, oh, yeah. What really like gave it away is um whenever. Robert De Niro gets the lieutenant's badge mm. and he's like walking away. He does like a, a twist back. Like he's like, Hey, watch out. I was like, they just added that. Like he just did that off rip and they're like, we're going to keep that in the movie. Yeah. So that's what made me think they do a lot of, you know, and I, I'm mad at myself too, because I, it probably is over a year ago now, but I was for a while, I was really big into things you didn't know about X, you know, whatever movie. Right. And then the guy is on YouTube. He does a great job, but mm-hmm. he tells you like seven fun facts about a movie that you may or may not know, but he, he just gives them out. And he did one on this movie. Oh, did he? And I remember there was a couple things he said that I was like, wow, that's crazy. I would have never thought of that. And, and you don't uh, remember any of them. And I don't remember. Them. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm mad at myself. Well, let me go to the uh, fun facts page I and see up. if there's anything worth. Yeah. It might shake something loose. The idea to have Jack Walsh, Robert De Niro, occasionally check his watch and 
the whole backstory related to his habit was Robert De Niro's idea. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah, the whole thing with his watch is uh, I we didn't like he's still in love with his ex wife. Yeah, she gave him this watch because he's always thirty minutes late. So she gave him a watch and set it thirty minutes forward. So That's he's right. always on time. Everybody. Yeah, it's actually a pretty shitty story because when he gets fired, <laughs> she obviously is with the other guy. Yeah, and she doesn't really give a shit, but he still wants to be a dad, and it touches on like his relationship with his daughter isn't great and um he just wants to do right but that's why he wants his little coffee shop so leave that's what alone. that's the only like part that didn't feel right because robert de niro is trying to be like a good guy and his wife and daughter know that he's a good guy but he's not there for them or at least his daughter yeah. or his ex-wife rather i shouldn't say wife yeah she's the real but like they're like tr- still trying to help him out. But I guess that shows how good of a guy he is. That even though he's not there, they know he's going to do, he's trying to do right. I think she even has a line where she's like, why do you always have to be the hero? Or like, why do you always have to try to do the right thing? Yeah, Some exactly. Like that. And he's just like, I don't know. It's just me, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like right before she gives him the car and she's like, I'll wait an hour before I report it stolen. And then like him and the Duke leave, you know. Mm. What I love about this movie is at the end, you keep thinking like, oh, De Niro's going to let this fucking guy go. Like he's like, you know, he's bonded with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he puts I, the fucking cuffs on him and you're like, <laughs> this fucking guy, he's going to still take him in, dude. <laughs> and then when he, he lets him go. Yeah. And it's, they have that moment and like he knows how bad De Niro wanted a fresh start. And it's it's also, like I said, a setup and a great payoff. The whole time this guy's had like a hundred grand strapped to his fucking three hundred thousand dollars. Is that what it was? Yeah. I knew it was some ungodly amount of money. He right. has it all in unmarked bills strapped to his fucking body. <laughs> yeah. You had this the whole fucking time. <laughs> He's like, I told you I had money. He's like, I knew you had money, but I didn't know you had money. <laughs> the whole movie he's like you got a dollar you got a, you got a quarter for this he's like i got money he's like i got nothing i got, I got nothing because <laughs> he's handcuffed like three-fourths of the fucking movie too yeah it's actually here uh jordan jordan gordon uh Groden, i keep wanting to say gordon has permanent scars resulting from the real handcuffs he had to wear on the great idea of the film for the great idea for the great deal of the film can't fucking read yeah i feel like he's got the cuffs on for a good good bit of it yeah. Even the fucking posters got him in cuffs. Like. Hmm. The Bucks car scene where Jack Walsh and John Raducas discuss whether or not they could be friends was almost entirely improvised on set. I kind of figured. Yeah, that's it feels real. <laughs> as regarding as regards to the famous line, have you ever had sex with an animal, Jack? Was told by director Martin Brest to come up with with something that guaranteed to make even Robert De Niro laugh. So that was like a genuine laugh. I, I kind of felt that too. Cause yeah, you could see yeah. a snicker like, ah, that's pretty funny. It got him on that first, you know, I love scenes like that. Where, oh, me too. Where they don't expect it and they leave it in the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know that part in, in uh, alien resurrection where, where Sigourney Weaver hits that fucking basketball shot without yeah. looking at the hoop? The look on Ron Perlman's face is literal shock because right before they shot it, they were like, we really only get, you know, we got to get it, you know, and she's like, I can make the shot. And Ron Perlman's like, yeah, right, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you can make the shot. And he, she fucking killed it the first shot. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. crazy. Yeah, I just, I love movies like that where like, it's like a real reaction. <laughs> that's funny John Ashton said that Robert De Niro got so into his part so much that he actually hit Ashton during the fight scene on the train <laughs> oh shit 
but that's Robert De Niro. He's like a method actor. Like he oh, yeah. really gets into that shit. You know, it's weird that you've never heard stories about that. Cause like when, uh, Tom Hardy does it a little, gets a little too into the part. You always hear about, yeah, it was real rough on set, you know, Tom and, you know, because they said that him and Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. they said the reason why that brotherly tension feels that Oh, they that actually way, fought. Because Tom Hardy was like, yo, this is my fucking set. This is what I do. You're the newcomer. This is what I fucking do. And Shia LaBeouf's like, yeah, man, you're, you're that guy, but like, I'm pretty fucking good at this too. Yeah, but the, another part of that is Shia LaBeouf was literally drunk. That whole filming that whole movie well, they, when he was drinking, he yeah. was actually drinking moonshine throughout yeah. that whole movie. So he, they said he was like kind of being an asshole. He because um, I watched a thing on well, they Shia said on, uh, they said when he did Fury that he quit bathing. Oh, yeah. He did not shower because for the whole scene. The, guys in the tanks didn't bathe back then. You know, they yeah. were in fucking war all the time. Right. It got so bad that they said Shia either bathe or we have to kick you out of the hotel. Yeah. And they ended up having to get him a room separated from everybody else because the smell was so bad it was coming through the fucking door. Yeah. And people on the floor were getting sick because they couldn't smell this fucking. I mean, thing. I don't know about all that, but I believe I I do know that but he they did, did not shower. I did. They did. I heard they did have to move him because of how bad it was. One hundred percent. Yeah. He's he. I think Shia is a very great actor. He is a. Fantastic he actually actor. did a couple of movies that I really want to see that I haven't seen. Yeah, me too. Peanut butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon. I want to see Honey Boy. And Honey Boy. about his real life, and he plays his fucking dad. I want to watch that one. Yeah. I heard they're both amazing films, and he did both of them. Yeah. Um, the Peanut Butter Falcon one I'm a little sketched about because I just... I, I I get really upset about watching movies with people with disabilities. Like, Yeah, but I hear that he does them justice it hurts my in soul. this movie. Yeah, no, I, I 100% hear you. But I feel he does... I heard he did people with those disabilities justice. So. Oh, that's good. And the people that have those disabilities like really like the film. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So that's why I want to see it. Fun fact about that movie, Honey Boy, though, the only way he got his dad to sign off on it is because he told his dad that Mel Gibson was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when he found out that it was him, he was like, well, I didn't agree to that. He's like, oh, I don't give a fuck. You were a shitty father. Yeah. Hey, back's a bitch. I know. I want to see it, too, because it sounds pretty traumatizing. I think the saddest part about Shia LaBeouf is, is like he was so great and did so many good movies at such a young age that like I think it made him crazy. Oh, it does most people. Yeah. And then you find out later on that, you know, his dad was that way and, you know, kind of abused him and shit. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, it's no wonder the guy's not in a fucking straight jacket. You know what I mean? Well, Britney Spears is fucking crazy and like. And or, I know that people are looking at they're probably like, man, fucking millionaires won't feel bad for him. But Shia LaBeouf seems like a genuine guy. Yeah, he's not like, a bad dude at all. He seemed like he seems like the type of person that wouldn't matter if he had five cent or five million to his name. He's gonna treat you and hang out with you the same exact way. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, like he may go method, but he's not a bad dude. Right. It's literally for the craft because that's how much it means to him. And I can right. respect that. Exactly. And I think that at the end of the day, I think if you ask Tom Hardy or anybody that had a problem with him on that movie, they'd be like, well, you know what? Looking back, we made a great fucking film. Yeah. So it was worth it. Yeah. Because they said him and Brad Pitt didn't get along very well. Because Brad Pitt's like, well, fuck, I'm Brad Pitt. And he's like, yeah, but I'm kind of that guy. Dude, when Steven Spielberg is trying to hand you the keys to a fucking franchise, and you tell him to get fucked, <laughs> that's balls. Right. He could be the he could be Indiana Jr. Mm-hmm. And he told Spielberg, like, your movie sucks. <laughs> I can't even save this fucking thing. And India or fucking Harrison Ford's like, you shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how you make money in this business. Guess what? Shia LaBeouf ain't been in a great movie since that shit. Like, 
Well, back to uh, Midnight Run. Yeah, anyways, but... Uh, uh, the famous litmus configuration scene was mostly improvised. Really? So, yeah, I, I had a hunch that a lot of this was done off the cusp. Were, yeah, they Will Ferrell or John C. Riley their way through this one. Right. Robert De Niro spent time with actual bounty hunters as part of his participation for this film. I think I heard that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so most of this is basically they like a lot of it's improvised, so I, I had a hunch. Well, Charles Grogan was on SNL for a while, too. Yeah, he was. Um, But that's what makes this movie so great is because you have great actors and you're just letting them be great. Yeah. This is a great... I'm glad I bought this movie because I really enjoyed it. I don't like to bring him up now because of all the shit that's gone on with him. But Tom Hanks, I was watching an interview, one of those round tables. Where they get like all the big dicks together and they like talk about how great they are to each other. <laughs> and it was him, Shia, Jamie Foxx, bunch of heavy hitters. I think fucking Adam Sandler sitting at the table, bunch of different kinds of actors. Right. And they're all asking him about it, you know, like, and Tom Hanks said something really well. He said that he goes, it's easy. He goes, acting is the greatest job in the world. He goes, until they tell you that you have to do this. Yep. He said, give me this emotion. He goes, it has to come right. you know, from within. You got to pull that shit out. You know? mm-hmm. and he goes, you can't force it. And then you look like shit. And then yeah. the scene looks like shit. And right. You're ruining tape and you're ruining people's time. He goes, but he goes, I've had scenes where all day where I feel really good about it. And then it gets down to it. And they're like, all right, Tom, do your thing. And He's like, I've been doing this shit 30 years and it still fucks me up. He mm-hmm. goes, he goes, it can't be forced. He goes, if I can learn, tell any new actor that he goes, you can't force it. It's got to come within. Yeah. You know, which yeah, I always- that's what I appreciate about the whole method acting thing, because they're getting into character. And that's why I've been obsessively buying Nicolas Cage movies. I don't know if you've gotten this notice on the Instagram, but I've been buying so many Nicolas Cage movies. Have you seen the Lieutenant? Bad Lieutenant? Yeah. With Nicolas Cage. Because it's not a remake of the original Bad right. Lieutenant. It's a completely different movie. And it has Val Kilmer in it. I have not seen that one mm-hmm. or the one with Harvey Kaito. Okay. So if you want to do it, I'm down. All right. Well, I'm keeping these lined up. So when you give me a Ben Affleck movie, I'm like ready to go. I got you. <laughs> and the, also the other one, David Lynch and um, Nicolas Cage worked together and they did Wild at Heart. Never seen it. Never heard of it. It sounds familiar. Yeah. But I um... Was that the one you got with Midnight Run? That's mm-hmm. why I'm remembering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm excited to check that one out. But I'm lining up my Nicolas Cage. Hell yeah. I um, I didn't... Uh, that damn... Hmm. Oh, I'm excited for next week, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Snowpiercer was a crazy movie. I know. I was like, I was surprised you went ahead and watched it, but I'm glad you did because... I don't want to... You know what I mean? I don't want to give too well, much... Don't get into it. it but, but we're doing ne- Snowpiercer next, but he already... Yeah. I've already watched it. I'm going to rewatch it because I only watched it the one time. Uh, it's great watch. Oh, it definitely is. It's a great movie. Spoilers for next say, episode. I was gonna <laughs> say, all I really wanted to say was just like, I was just really fucking impressed with how good Chris Evans did yeah. in that movie. Because I get it. Like, it's Captain America, but he actually acts in this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Anyways, I don't want to break into next week yet. but Right. I'll give a fun little, not, not fact, but uh, a fun little um, conspiracy theory. That Snowpiercer is actually a sequel to Willy Wonka. <laughs> In some fucked up ass way. Yeah, yeah, right? it's a it's a funny thing to think about. But yeah, if um, his name would have been Charlie instead of Curtis for sure. For sure. I could have linked those two. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, did you know the budget on this? What do you think it was? 
fucking 88. I'm going to say 2 million. No, 30 million. What? 30 million. Really? Yeah, but they shot a lot of scenes, a and lot of plays. dollars though? Like, yeah. That was what, that'd be like a $100 million movie today, dude. Like, <laughs> that's insane. But it made like $80 million back, so it made its money back and then some, so it did well. You know what's weird is like, they, I know not nowadays it doesn't do a lot. Well, maybe they do, depending on the movie, but like rated R uh, comedy, uh, rated R comedies. They've always kind of had their own little... Little, little little groove man and i don't think people have ever realized like deadpool obviously did big numbers but that's a, technically a superhero movie but like uh the hangovers mm-hmm. those are strictly comedies and they fucking money makers dude like and that's a weird thing that a rated r movie is not is it considered a hit unless it makes its budget back or gets over 300 million Right, because the comedies don't take as much money to make. Honestly. Yeah, it takes a couple of million, but it can make like. <laughs> and I guess that's why they do them because yeah, yeah. you know, low risk, high reward. Well, it's the same with like low budget horrors. Like yeah. they don't take a lot to make, but they make a lot of move money back. That motherfucker that wrote Saw, man. <laughs> you want to talk about billion dollar ideas, dude? Well, it was a it was a duo. It was two guys. Well, the guy that played not the dude from Robin Hood Men in Tights, but the guy the little pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dude that wrote and directed it. The guy in the first one in the in the room, that's the guy that wrote yeah, yeah, yeah. the saw or whatever. But mm-hmm. like he's not in any of them bitches after that one. No. And you gonna tell me he ain't getting a piece off of all them shits? Oh, Even the know. spiral fucking movie, I bet he's getting a chunk off of dude. <laughs> like I have not seen any of the Saw movies past like the third one. I, I just mean, don't honestly, care. Honestly, you don't have to. Yeah, it's just gore Same porn and it's not my yeah. it's just not my thing. I ain't gonna lie, I kept watching only just because I thought they kept getting very creative with the kills. Well, that's what I heard is like as if you're invested in the traps, just the creativity yeah. of the traps, yeah. then keep watching. But for but... plot and continuity, I could give a fuck less. I'm right. gonna be honest with you, by the time I got a five, I forgot all I knew the old man did it <laughs> and they fucking killed him off in one of them, and then like it was reenactments and flashbacks and all that other shit. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Just show me how they kill him. Right. And you know, that's one of those movies you just turn your brain off and watch a hundred percent. But I do absolutely love the first one. The first one is oh, just like one of my great. favorites. Definitely Cary Grant. One of his best fucking movies mm-hmm. for sure, dude. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I own the first song. Yeah. I, love that. I think I got like four of them. <laughs> Somebody posted, uh, that movie Mothman. Have you ever seen that Mothman prophecies? I've heard of it. I've never watched it. I remember whenever Saul came out, you could not buy Saul one without Mothman prophecies being like attached like to it as like a double. I was like, God damn, I don't want the Mothman, but I ended up buying it and watching it. I was like, Oh, it's a pretty interesting movie. I'll tell you which one I really enjoyed was the Saw 3d just because it was like at the 3d top of the 3d hype train. Yeah. And everybody was just making everything in 3D for no fucking reason. It was just cool watching all that blood and body parts fucking shoot out at you and stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it can be pretty cool. But the one that killed it for me was uh, uh, Wrath of the Titans. You didn't like the 3D on that? No, I hated it because it's post-3D, not pre-3D. Yeah, that's true. And it just looks awful and it just made my head hurt and I was like, I'm done with 3D. So I would not watch anything with 3D from then on. It's crazy you say that because I feel like I was probably one of the last ones I saw too. (laughs) Yeah. But what's funny is the only one that was like worth it was the uh, uh, Terminator 3D in Universal Studios. Uh, that like that hard. was amazing. Yeah, that went hard. If that if they could do all movies like that, then I wouldn't mind 3D. But every time you went to the theater and did 3D, it was just like half-assed and just didn't look as good. What should we call it? Uh, Piranha was another one that was a voice of a fucking movie in 3D. <laughs> Watching Ving Rhames fucking kill fish with a fucking buzzsaw. I was like, wow, dude. 
<laughs> Though you did get to watch uh, what the fuck's that dude's name? He's got a brother. <laughs> he Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. You get to watch Jerry O'Connell get his dick bit off by a piranha. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I was working at Mugs when that came. It just out. makes me think of teeth. Yeah, that's a fucking weird one. That's a weird fucking movie. I've never watched that. Again? Or never watch it? I've never watched it. It's a weird movie. Once I saw the cover, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> Got the gist of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, like, if I, like, read the plot to you, you don't need to watch the movie. Like, that's, that's it. That's like the one about you told me about the fucking tire. I was like, yeah, well, what the, what plot do you need to tell me about that? It's a fun, dumb movie. The like tires killing people, it, it's, bro. It's like a parody. <laughs> Of those films. If I had a paid money to see a movie like that, I'd be kicking somebody's ass on the way out of the theater. <laughs> Yo, you the asshole that sold me that ticket? <laughs> yeah, square up, dude. <laughs> right fucking now. So what do you rate this movie? Your own movie? I'm gonna give it a 8.5. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty high. I honestly, I put it up there with the great buddy comedy movies. Yeah. It's, it's, it needs to be talked about more. It is underappreciated. Like I said, this is one of those, it's just like it holds a special place in my heart because like it's one of those movies my dad showed me. And- I wish I would have seen it when I was younger because I would appreciate it more because the problem with going back and watching these older films is it's like this formula has been done to death so I can't appreciate it for its like originality. I mean, That's- it's not totally original, but you know. You know what's crazy is like I didn't even think about that because most of the time when I do watch the movies, I don't think of it like that, but. I think I did remember when we did the equilibrium, I kind of was like, man, they took this from Matrix and they took that from that. But like, that was probably one of the only ones I've ever just. No, I think you're thinking about um, Dark City. No, I remember his equilibrium because they did the slow motion and how they dressed. Oh, equilibrium. I was thinking um, with Christian Bale. Yeah, I was thinking predestination for some reason. But yeah, equilibrium was definitely a. cashing in on that genre but i still felt like it was different enough that you no i mean i think if you changed a couple things about that i think equilibrium would be a, a much a, not that it's a bad movie but right i think it would have aged better yeah you yeah, know yeah. What i mean like, i did not age well at all no it really didn't like <laughs> when i watched it, i was thinking to myself like it's funny and i get that they were like taking it serious but like it's just like i don't know yeah it is like uh, unintentional comedy at times yeah <laughs> But I love the setup of it, and I, you know, I love Christian Bale. I love that fucking movie. But yeah, it was that was one of the better ones I, I liked that you gave me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Dark City. Fuck you! I love Dark City so no, much. Powder Gang. They fucking <laughs> they 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 scared the shit out of me. I just could, I just felt uneasy every time they were on screen. Yeah, these fucking pasty bastards. Get them the funniest here. part is they didn't have real names. Like. I just found that fascinating. It was like Mr. Shush. Mr. Well, Mr. Hand, Mr. Book, stuff like that. I just thought it was fascinating, like a different take. Because they could have came up with like weird names, but they gave them like basic names. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was fun. But yeah. The little kid too. (laughs) The little kid was vicious. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Fucking fangs. Talk about teeth. Oh, yeah. His (laughs) little part. (laughs) Be like that. Yeah. Right. That was a weird-ass movie. That was a weird-ass movie. Oh, speaking of, congratulations to us. What's up? Small milestone, but we reached over a 1,000 views on Guyver. Finally. Did like, we? officially over a 1,000 views. Shout out to the Guyver people, man. All right. Everyone loves Guyver. I'm glad somebody does. Yeah. <laughs> and Parasite taking off. Like, people loved our... Love that I parasite. Fucking, I loved that movie, bro. I watched it again. Did you really? I did, bro. I, I was off last week. I did watch it. Um, nah, it sucked. I really wanted to do the episode over the weekend, but my weekend was just fucking slap ass full. 
I had my grandfather's funeral on Saturday. Yeah, that's why I wasn't trying to fuck with you too much. I know you had shit going on. And then I had Brody on Sunday because I really wanted to go do that with Mick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, I want to do that. So You and him get together and just let yeah, me know. I have to talk to him. Yeah. Because I got a... Uh, I got a well, three day coming up. He did have a good suggestion. He wants to be in on the Dark Knight re- or the uh, Demon Knight review. Okay. And I, I, I need him as like a backup because I know you're going to rewatch Demon Knight and be like, why the fuck do you like this movie? It's going to be like Guyver all over again. Like, mm. you don't understand nostalgia. Uh, <laughs> Demon Knight. But I would love to have him on because the Demon Knight soundtrack is like most, it's like all metal. So I'd love, I'd love to have that other metal head with me to appreciate the soundtrack. Hell yeah. Plus I fucking love Demon Knight and I want to rewatch it again. Yeah, we'll do it. I haven't seen anything recently though. Like new movies? Yeah. I want to watch that one movie um The John Wick 2.0. <laughs> oh, nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I want to watch that so bad but My I dad watched not. it, he loved it. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good, but I do not want to pay $20 to rent it. I'll just wait and buy it. Do the theaters back open go. <clears throat> are they open five dollar two days baby yeah that's true should have went today i know i didn't even think about it i re-upped my uh membership yeah but that's just for drinks and snacks you get one free ticket a month <laughs> it literally pays for itself just i was gonna say you're paying for the subscription to pay for one free ticket so it's not really a free well ticket. i'm saying you pay 10 bucks they give you a free ticket and it makes the food affordable or more affordable Let's put it this way: I don't have to offer one of my children to get the snacks, paid right? For, which I think is a plus. And at the time, I was going to the movies so fucking much that it was paying. It for was itself. paying for itself. But I do remember there was one. I don't remember the movie, but the wife and I went to go watch a movie that we we're excited about, and we like you like going to the movies is an experience. So you want to have the full experience. You want to get something to drink. You want to get a slushy. You want to get some popcorn. You want to get a snack. I they put a chemical in that fucking popcorn, bro. I don't ever crave popcorn until I walk into a fucking movie theater. dude. <laughs> There's a fucking chemical in the salt or something. No, it's called fucking. <laughs> what is it called? Pavlov's law. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was $40. To get the tickets, to get the snacks and everything. I'm like, this is a fucking night out to eat. You could have got a hooker for this much. I know. <laughs> half and half. Yeah. Half and half. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, do we need a hooker? It's half off. Half and half. Uh, R.I.P. Ralphie May. I'll let you have whichever half you want. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I was trying to think. I watched that one you were telling me about. Which and then, one? Uh, the I Care A Lot. Oh yeah. How is that? I watched Snowpiercer, like I said. Um I feel like I watched another fucking movie. I just can't think of it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch that Wild at Heart and I'm gonna save Lieutenant until like I'll probably give it to you soon because apparently it's one of Nicolas Cage's like best like outrageous roles. Well, I watched uh the the one on GQ where they ask like certain big time actors, they go through their whole uh, discography filmography filmography so yeah and he did one and his is like 45 minutes well he talks about some of the bigger movies out of those and even in the b movies he, they talk about little bits of them mm-hmm. and i guess when he did that movie he wasn't drinking he wasn't doing anything and he had this bag of like fucking smelling salts or some shit like it's some like a chi or what you know what i mean it's like one of those fucking like a like a dude in a dishiki would give you 
this will cleanse your aura type shit. You yeah. Know? And he said that when he smelled them, like it hyped him up. Like it was like a natural like hype. Like it wasn't Coke, but it was just. That's like, what, um, that's what power lifters use right before they do a, like a one rep max. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they have these smelling salts that does something to your fucking body that gets you like hyped. But so. I guess, uh, when he would go to do the scenes mm-hmm. where he was supposed to be fucked up or high or whatever, yeah. he would take this little thing out of his pocket and he'd fucking sniff it a couple times. Well, I guess after like three or four times of doing that, director's like, yo, bro, what the fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> like, and he, and he said he just completely ignored him and just kept going harder and harder. And he's like, give me what's in the fucking vial. Like, give me what's in there. And he's like, and he's like, I remember thinking to myself, like, this is just great acting because I didn't do anything. He goes, I'm a type of person that after a long day at work, I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine. I'm going to have a couple beers, whatever. He's like, I didn't do anything in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, I did that movie completely sober. He goes, and I remember telling everybody thinking that I was on drugs when I did it. So he's like, I must have done something right. Yeah. And then it shows a clip from the movie where you could tell he is fucked up on something. Yeah. And the way he's delivering it, you'd swear that bitch stumbled out of a bar or an <laughs> opium den and he's right. just acting. Yeah. And that's why I said Nick Cage has still got it, bro. Oh, no, 100%. He's just got to find somebody else that believes in his talent <laughs> other than us, bro. Right. I think he's found his niche lately, though. Like, a lot of people love the Willy's Wonderland, but. Dude, you are not fucking lying. Between that and fucking Maggie, or not Maggie. Mandy. Mandy, dude. I'm telling you, bro. I did not know. I swear to God, I thought you were pulling off this guy's fucking TikTok. Like, he literally kept showing these movies right before we do episodes on him. I'm like, Greg, is this your fucking friend? Like, what are you doing, dude? (laughs) Right. Because, like, apparently these movies have big time fucking. And this guy buys his shit like you. Steelbook, fucking Blu-rays. And I'm like, none of these movies were worth that much. I know. I'm getting really into the collector's edition stuff. And I really wanted to, like, dive deeper into these movies. Like, I bought The Waterworld. And I fucking love the three-hour extended edition of it. Like, I don't know. Fuck. I mean, I would like to see it. But I don't know if I got it in me to finish that, bro. <laughs> right. I'm surprised the wife lasted that long. I was like, the first one's hard enough to watch the hour and a half version, dude. Yeah. Like, oof. I mean, it felt. It, I like Waterworld, but like, I love Waterworld. I also saw it at a young age too, so it's one of those movies that my dad watched all the time, and I don't know why. I mean, I loved it, so it was one of those movies that when every time it would come on, it was this movie was so fucking stupid, and then they leave it on it. I'm like, <laughs> you said it was fucking stupid. Yeah, well, it's on. Yeah, exactly. I'll change it. Don't fucking touch my remote. I mean, watching Waterworld. The extended version really just pans everything out, and it feels like a good. A good movie. It's like a Zack Snyder movie. I need three <laughs> hours to tell you the story, bro. Right. They're shitting on my man so bad right now. Are they? For what? Because I guess Warner Brothers is mad at themselves because they gave in to letting them do the Snyder cut, but they don't want people to know it's it's it was a success. Like it did things for HBO Max. Like, it got them a shit ton of new subscribers. It got people watching HBO Max. Yeah. And they don't want to give him any credit. They want to say that, oh, we just did this for the for the 10% of y'all that wouldn't shut the fuck up about release of Snyder Cut. The fuck? And, you know. And I guess now that his contract's completely done with him, he's doing these interviews now, and he's, like, telling the truth. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you. He goes, they let me come back and do it. He goes, but they made my life hell while I did it. Oh, I believe it. He goes, everything that y'all love about that shit, he goes, they told me not to do. Mm -hmm. He goes, I either took time or money out of my own fucking pocket. He goes, that shit with the Martian Manhunter at the end, I shot that in my fucking driveway. (laughs) 
Holy yeah. shit. He's like, I love this shit. This was my passion project. Yeah. He goes, he goes, so whatever they were willing to give, I said, well, I'll fucking make it work. Mm-hmm. He goes, because when they first came to me, they said, we just want to release it. Unfinished, no special effects. He goes, they just wanted to put out like the actual cut. Well, no, he goes, and I honestly feel like they only offered to do that because they wanted people to see it and be like, this looks like shit. This is terrible. This is convoluted. This makes no fucking sense. That way people would all would shut the fuck up about it forever. Like, yeah, you wanted the Snyder Cut. We gave it to you raw, just how you wanted it. And it's yeah. fucking terrible. See, right. we made the right decision. <laughs> but where they fucked up was is they gave him the money and they gave him the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, we don't know that they were being cocksuckers about it the whole time. But I mean, and I, and I think that does another thing to show you how good of a dude that Zack Snyder is that like one of these people did him so fucking dirty and his fucking daughter passes away and they don't even give him time to grieve or do anything. They just say, yeah, don't worry about it. Take all the time you want, bro. You're fired. Yeah. And then you come back and make it seem like you're going to do such a good thing for him and let him finish his, you know what I mean? And then you still badmouth him the whole time. And now you're talking about how mad you are because he's telling people the truth. Yeah. He's saying like, my movie wasn't a flop. My movie, if it had went to theaters would have made money. If it wasn't for the Snyder cut, Nobody would give a shit about HBO Go right now. Or HBO Max, rather. True story. True fucking story, dude. Like, maybe Mortal Kombat would have brought some people, but not nearly as many as the Snyder Cut. Yeah, same thing with Godzilla and Kong. Yeah, same. Like, it would have brought some people. The first couple days would have jacked up the views. And then once word of mouth got around. Unsubscribe. But, I mean, they did it smart. They did the Snyder Cut. Kong versus Godzilla. Mortal Kombat. So, you're, like, kind of keeping people for a minute, but... Uh, and they still got a couple bit more big ones before the end of the year. Yeah. You got fucking Suicide Squad in July or August, one of them. And then... Uh, I'm such a sucker for these fucking films, and I don't know why. <laughs> like, dude, uh, I love these, like, dumb... You know me, baby. Hollywood Superhero. movies. Take my money. Yeah, right. Take all my money. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, even in their movies that they don't think are going to do good, they're still doing better because there's no option to fucking rent it or not. Right. But yeah, Hollywood, like I've heard, it's just a meat grinder. They don't give a shit about you. They just care about the money that you're going to give them. And that's it. All it is is about the money. What have you done for me lately? Right. Because, you know, I didn't even notice it. But if you think back, Warner Brothers did almost all of Zack Snyder's fucking movies. Mm -hmm. They did Sucker Punch. They did Watchmen. They did fucking 300. Yeah. 300 made over $350 million. And they wouldn't even do his fucking idea for the second one. Or they let they they let him write it, but wouldn't let him direct it. Right. And the second one, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's dog shit compared to the first one. <laughs> After the opening scene of watching that horse stomp that dude's fucking head like a grape, literally could care less. <laughs> and the part where they're fucking on fight fuck fighting on the boat. I, like I haven't that. seen it. Yeah. You haven't seen the second one? No. No, I just told you the two best parts. You know I mean? <laughs> don't even need to bother. You don't literally see no fucking Spartans. It's literally like the whole movie is like an hour and a half jerk off to what the third movie would have been. Right. Like the third one's supposed to be the badass one, but of course we never got it. And uh, they, they never like, oh, let Zack Snyder come back and do that shit now. No, nah, fuck it. He's already often doing other things. He just had a movie release on Netflix. The... Nah, next week. Oh, is it next week? Yeah, it's uh, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead, that's right. Which I am, in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Just I like Dave Bautista, and I like, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the zombie genre anymore. That's what I was going to say, like, zombies, like, after Walking Dead, like, kind of stomped that shit into the ground. I just and they literally made another fucking show that's the same show. Yeah. But it takes place in, what, Mexico? Right. 
Fear of the Walking Dead. Well, real original, yo. Real <laughs> original. I don't know. Like I said, uh, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder. There's only one movie he's ever done that I'm not a huge fan of, and we both know what that is. Yeah, I want to do like an analyze movie on it, like talking about why I like it so much. Because I think it's a great film. I think it's one of his best films. Even, and you think it's one of his worst. Well, I mean... I mean, that's the great thing about opinions, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not saying mine. You're allowed to have wrong opinions. I don't know. Nah, I'm I get not it. saying mine's any better or worse than yours. You know what I mean? No, I know. I'm fucking with you. But, uh, but yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of movies that me and you disagree on. But we also have plenty of Zack Snyder's that we do agree on. So, All right. I, mean, I know. Fun. You've been fucking up lately. You've been giving me movies I really like. City of God. I told you I, when I was going tit for tat and just like you were making me miserable. So I was trying to make you miserable back. I was like, this shit ain't no fun for anybody. Like <laughs> it's bad when I gave you the movie and I don't want to fucking talk about it. It's like true. I was just like, God damn it. What movie did you give me that you didn't want to talk about? Fucking idle hands. Uh, Miss March. I love uh, Miss March can fuck off, but yeah. I loved idle hands. I want to buy the special. I didn't want to edition. talk about Miss March at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept thinking like this fucking guy, dude, he's going to get one back. Hey. Oh, I fucking hate you did you got me though Miss March was like it's but, probably uh, my most hated film that you've given me Reindeer Games was a get back movie yeah but I had fun you. with it yeah I didn't expect you to enjoy that one at all <laughs> I remember going back to watch it I was like I don't even want to watch this like fuck and I own it <laughs> um but some of the ones I really thought you would I to this day I still don't understand how you didn't find vacation funny, man. I thought that shit is hilarious. I even read I went back and watched it just to make myself know that it wasn't me. I was like, you know, it's fucking hilarious, bro. It's him. This is gold. <laughs> it's comedy gold. <laughs> but apparently you're not the only one who dislikes that. Like Oh really? It was on like the top it was like top ten worst remakes. It was on there. Like, oh really? Yeah. I don't know. You 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 viewed like you like Thunder Force, like we view comedy differently. I think sometimes. I mean, there's some overlapping, like this film. Well, you don't like Melissa McCarthy, which that. I right mean, there, she's fine in small doses, but like a headlining, I don't like her as. Dude, that movie Spy that she's in, stupidest fucking movie. I love that shit. See, that's what I'm saying. I like, I don't love, love that. It's, like, I hate her that. brand of comedy. Just fucking kills me, bro. I'm sorry. Um, Identity Thief with her and Jason Bateman is hilarious. The literally the only thing I've seen her in that I thought was pretty funny is the uh, the um, Hangover. Ha not Hangover. Three. She's in that one for about ten minutes. Is she? Oh, this is forty. This is forty. That's the only one. That's literally like her smallest cameo in a movie. Yeah, and it's like that's the only Melissa Clarethy I want. You didn't like her in Bridesmaids? I thought she I've never seen Bridesmaids. Dude, that shit's on your list, bro. <laughs> that is like a chick flick that I fucking love, man. Yeah, I heard it's like Hangover with chicks. Exactly what it is, bro. It is fucking hilarious. That's what I've heard. I've just never Kristen sat down Wade and watched. Kills that movie. That's what put her where she's at now, man. Mm -hmm. Because when I remember when it came out, I was like, I'm not going to see that dumb shit. Like, right. whatever. It's chick hangover. Exactly what I thought when I saw the preview. And my wife saw it and she was like, I ain't going to lie. That shit was hilarious. Like, That's what I heard. I've heard of like, I just haven't got around to watching it. She's like, oh, they make a fucking second one. That one was great. Which <laughs> the potential's there. They could do it. Yeah. But uh, definitely could. How are we looking? On time? We're good on time. Well, uh, so you would recommend uh, Midnight Run, huh? I yeah. Another one. Oh, yeah. I didn't give my fucking rating yeah. of Midnight Run. Midnight Run is a highly recommended. I feel like it fits right in that genre of 80s, early 90s, buddy adventure 
movies. Yeah, it need it needs more appreciation because it's a great movie. If you're an older, older, like you said, buddy, 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 comedies, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a like good I watch. said. You have Beverly Hills Cop and you have Lethal Weapon. Put this right in the middle of it. It fits right in. It's it's a good movie. Yeah, like I said, I'm glad I brought it, bought it on the collector's edition because there's a bunch of stuff on there that I want to rewatch and stuff. I really fucking hope that. You know how some of the movies we do, like they just pick up and like people like I'd like to imagine that they went and watched the movie because of what we talked about. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I like doing these lesser known films, because. But this is one of the ones that if you didn't know about it and and you watched it because of this, thank you. And you're welcome. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's why I like doing this podcast is because we do those movies that you probably haven't heard of. And it gives you a, a a chance to go watch a movie that you probably wouldn't have watched. I mean, that's why we do it for each other. I give you movies you wouldn't watch and you give me movies. Because honestly, if I would have went down Robert De Niro's like filmography, I probably would have skipped over this. Right. Honestly, like yeah. I probably wouldn't have thought about this watching is, it. I, I honestly, like I said, maybe I thought it was just me at first, but I really <clears> don't think this is one of his bigger known movies. No, it's like... Guys our dad's age would probably be like, what are you talking about? Fucking Midnight Run's amazing. You exactly, know, like, yeah. People, people our age probably wouldn't know as much, you know what I and mean? And below us, the generation oh, below no. us, don't even yeah. know about this. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, definitely. Like another language to them. Right. Definitely check out Midnight Run, especially since Charles passed away Fuck. recently. This is one of his best. Dude, this is going to, like, I still have shivers, dude. Like, I have goosebumps now, bro. Like, that is so wild, dude. Yeah. That is by far the craziest fucking coincidence that's ever happened. How do you, yeah, how do you think I felt? I was in the middle of watching it, look up thing about this movie. And I'm like, surprised you didn't call me, like, how, like, hey, I can't do this today, dude. Well, like, I saved it for the podcast so I could get a genuine reaction of you. <laughs> oh, so that's what you were going to tell me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you saved it, bro, because that would have been way wasted on just telling me there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh yeah, like I said, if y'all haven't seen this, hopefully we didn't spoil it too much. I was kind of vague on some shit, but and it's still fun. Like, yeah, like I said, it it is a great. It's a fun movie to watch. You're gonna get some laughs. You're gonna feel good after you watch it. Like, yeah, this is one of those like if you know you call your dad and hang out, and watch this movie with him. Definitely, hundred percent. Or brother, whatever, it doesn't matter. Watch it by yourself if you want. But I, I think it's great and it's one of my childhood favorites. So speaking of watching movies with your dad, just real quick before we uh call it quits. Um, have you i I'm sure you've seen Last Action Hero, right? Of course. Yeah, me and Mick were talking about Last Action Hero and how much we love that film. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, we both went with our dads to watch that movie in theaters. And I just love that film. I didn't see it in theaters, but when it came, <clears throat> when it got put on the movie channels at home, which mm-hmm. I guess was probably about eight months to a year after whatever it was back yeah. then. But uh, I remember I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan when I was a kid. Who I wasn't? Just, I'm just saying, I just saw <laughs> T2 and Kindergarten Cop, and I'm just like, oh, Jingle All the Way. Like, I'm just on all this super Arnold Predator, for sure. Just on all these great movies. Fucking even the one he does with Jim Belushi. He plays the fucking Russian. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, red something or another. That That's a fucking good movie. Um, yeah. Whatchamacallit. Uh, Arnold couldn't lose at that time. Yeah. In my mind. Right. So we were clicking through and I was like, look, dad, it's Arnold. And there's a fucking cartoon cat. Like, what, what is this? This is great. And he's <laughs> like, oh, this movie looks stupid as fuck. And we ended up watching it, you know, but, you know, of course, me. Eight years old, nine years old. I fucking thought it was great. My dad's like, stupid as shit. It's because you have to watch it with the right eyes. He's making a parody film of the movies that made him popular. Like, mm-hmm. it's fucking genius, and it works. Oh, yeah. I want to rewatch it, and that's another one that he's like, I want to be on and talk about Last Action Hero. 
Oh, like, yeah. Every time it. I talk to Mick, we bring up Predator. We always bring up The Last Action Hero. We should just do an Arnold episode where we just like talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography. Don't fuck with me, bro. I will do that <laughs> shit. Get to the job. Yes. I will totally if, down for that. If fucking Mick makes it long enough, like that's what we'll do. We'll do an Arnold episode where we talk about all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography. I'm talking. I mean, I want to go through the whole fucking filmography. Bro. Right. I haven't seen a couple of them. Like, I. Don't fucking shoot me, but I have not seen. Um, I'm talking about Pump and Iron, baby. Like Barbarian. All of it. All of it. Yeah, Conan. Conan, Hercules yeah. in New York. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the shit nobody wants to see. Well, one day we'll get together and we'll talk about the whole Arnold filmography because that would be a fucking great conversation. Fucking A, dude. Yeah. I was going to say we should do it for the one we go over there, but he wants to do Watchmen, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about Watchmen? The movie's great. I've never watched a single frame of the show, so I watched one episode of the of the show, and I'm like, this is that's, not for that's me. That's my only worry is we go over there to talk, and I'm thinking he's going to want to talk about the fucking movie, and then he just wants to talk about the show. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I haven't seen it or the comic too, and you haven't read the comic. I've read <clears throat> the first issue of the comic. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and then I tried to get in. I want to. I want to get the Doomsday Clock one, the one they did with DC recently. Right, it's like mixes the DC characters in with them. Mm-hmm. I got like a first episode of that too. Or yeah. I got the first issue of that. Yeah, because I've only, like I said, I've only seen the movie and the first episode of the season. I don't know, but whatever. We'll talk about Watchmen when we go. How many seasons did it even have? It's just the one. Oh, really? So it, far. So did it get canceled or like what happened? I don't know, but it was very like racist, like yeah. <laughs> driven. So I was just like, I don't care. Well, the movie's pretty crazy too. I fucking love the movie. It's one of those ones that was like Inglorious Bastards. I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but the second, third time I started picking up on little things mm-hmm. and then I was just sitting there halfway through it and I'm like, fuck, I like this movie. Fair. I love this fucking movie. Isn't it funny how like there's some movies that you're like, I don't like this movie, but I'm going to watch it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's weird as Step Brothers was like that for me. The first no, time I watched Step Brothers, I didn't think it was that great, man. I was like, it's, it's funny, but it's just kind of fucking silly, you know, and. Go back and watch it that second time, third time. And you're just like, this is fucking great. Same think, thing with Napoleon Dynamite, dude. I think it was Elf for me. Like, I watched I Elf and I'm like, like Elf. You don't like Elf? I'm, another, I'm that guy. I still don't like <laughs> That's Elf. That's fair. Bro. But I hated Elf. I'm like, this is stupid. He's just a man child. But then I watched Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, and I'm like, oh, he's a fucking like, comedy genius. Oh, Ricky Bobby is my favorite Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, movie, right. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. But no, Step Brothers is my favorite. I fucking love Step Brothers. It makes me laugh every time. Oh, it's fucking great now. Like, it's in my top five, like, comedies, you know what I mean? But, right. Yeah. Uh, the point, like, there's just some movies, like, they just, the first time they don't hit me right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back and give it another shot. Especially if it's a director I really like or some actors that I really like. And Fair. I'm like, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe I'm just being tough. Yeah. And then I'll go watch it again. And then if I still hate it that much, then I'll get rid of it. But That's fair. There's actually one that popped up in my group called like i i killed giants which i thought it was this little girl that literally killed giants but it was more like a metaphor mm. <laughs> and i was like oh i need to rewatch that because i didn't go into it right <laughs> supposedly there's a movie with Anne hathaway that she controls a kaiju with mm-hmm. her emotions so if she's happy the monster's happy and like doesn't do anything but if she's pissed off the monster like starts destroying tokyo and shit and like it's not the Shit, I never heard about that one. No. I never heard about it either, but supposedly it's out there, and it's a real thing. <laughs> kind of want to watch it. I'll have to look that up. 
forgot what the fucking name was. It was like the monster in me or monster with me or something like that. I don't remember. I have to look into it. That sounds interesting. That's a very and interesting And I like Anne Hathaway. I was surprised. Oh, know? yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> but next time we'll be doing Snowpiercer, which is the second part of our Bong Joo Ho's trilogy that I'm putting on for us. So glad you said his name. I still don't know how to pronounce it properly. Bong. Bong. Jew. I know Bong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just start off with Bong Joo Ho. Joo Ho? Bong Joo Ho? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're calling him a ho. Right. And then like we'll I'll finish up my trilogy with uh with the host. The host. Right. But next time it's Snowpiercer. Okay. Until then. Later, y'all. Later. <laughs>